0: Hello, listeners, welcome back to Founders Club podcast, episode 35. A short note, this is the last episode of the season two. After this, we will take a break. On this special episode, I go and dive deep into the art and craft of podcasting. I am joined by two interesting guests, so this episode is a bit special. One of my guests is Patrick Frick, an international manager with extensive experience in sales, who currently works from Germany, and he's also the host of China Flexpat. On the other side of the table, I have another good friend, And uh, probably you know him, Leonardo Marra, host of the International Business Podcast and also a very well-known international sales manager who works in the higher education industry. And we talk about the art and craft of podcasting, why you should start a podcast, who should start a podcast, and... What are the best practices if you decide to do so? And in this podcast, obviously, we share the best practices, the do's and don'ts. And if you're thinking to tomorrow start a podcast, this could be something interesting for you to listen to. So please do enjoy this podcast and hopefully we you will hear and we will hear from you as well after the short holidays that I will take. See you, and thank you again. Patrick, Leonardo, welcome to the Founders Club uh, podcast. After so many attempts, I'm happy to have you on.
1: Thanks for having me, Giorgio.
2: That's great. I'm happy we're here, finally.
0: Yeah, finally. So let's start with a uh, uh, self introduction and uh, introduce maybe also
1: your uh, podcast. Patrick, you want to start? Sure. Yeah, my name, is, my name is Patrick. I'm from Germany, 30 years old. And um, a couple months back, I've started the China FlexPad podcast together with my partner, Francis. And we invite so called FlexPads in China. To come on the show and share their china work and life experience with the next generation of people who are looking for work in china we've been doing 30 episodes so far feedback is really good and our goal is to do a hundred episodes in total
0: leo
2: great so i think i'm the oldest i'm 32 years old leonardo i'm italian but i've been living outside of Italy for a decade, seven years in London, and now three years in uh, Shanghai, China. Um, I started my own podcast, the International Business Podcast, in early 2020, while I was in lockdown here in China. And what I do is I interview international professionals from any industry, from any region, and I do this every single Monday. I love interacting with other person that seemingly have maybe no connection with me sometimes, industry-wise, but I think international professionals have a lot in common.
0: Right, yeah, I totally agree with uh, with you, Leo, because I, I remember I've been to your podcast and we had a, a great episode. And uh, for concerns the age, also, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I've noticed there is like two years difference. I'm 28, Patrick's 30, and Leo was 32. And uh, it's a weird coincidence, but it's a funny one. And in terms of podcasting, I think we started more or less the same time, maybe a little bit. Uh, I started earlier and then you guys came on uh, on the board, which is pretty good because I like to exchange ideas with you. Patrick, you mentioned like the podcast, it's to record 100 episodes. Uh, I don't know, Leo, how many you want to record, but what I want to ask how the idea of the podcast itself came to you guys and what is the purpose or the goal in itself?
1: Yeah, I think it has several purposes. Um, In the beginning, my partner Francis approached me. We have never met in person. We just knew each other through LinkedIn. Yeah, we had some um, business email traffic before, but um, we never saw each other. And um, we saw the need for an information platform where young people can get real information, you know, unfiltered advice. And no blah, blah, just practical advice. So things that you can actually use in your daily life to find a good job or internship in China, or you might find the right people who might help you on the way. And it's, it's a niche, but it had to be filled. We filled it. Yeah. Yeah yeah I think I think
0: it's it, talk, it touched very interesting points. It's a niche and it's a niche related focused on attracting a, a specific target audience, which is people who already work in China and looking to change their jobs but also students and I remember you also studying China as I did and having a podcast and right. creating content specific right. for us at the time it for me was two half three years ago for you maybe more it was was there is no such thing and I think one of the counter, counterintuitive thing, uh, things that people ask, or how should I start a podcast? Where should I go for? Well, start with a specific niche, focus on that, and then you will expand. Uh, Leo, what about uh, you?
2: When I started the podcast, I was working as an international sales manager uh, in the medical device field. And before COVID 19 came to say hi, I used to travel every single month. I've been everywhere. And so the idea of the podcast, since it was probably the very first time in five, six years where I had to stay put in one place, I was thinking, how can I keep engaging, not just with customers, but with other professionals in general? And then the idea of the of the podcast uh, came by. Also, because I worked for the past decade in several industries, always covering international roles, though. So I, have, I know, I don't want to say thousands, but possibly thousands of professionals. And the podcast was a good way without selling anything, even if I'm a salesperson, just a way to interact with people and business people. So I would say my podcast is not definitely not as niche as the China Flexpad podcast that uh, Patrick runs. Because again, I accept any professional from any uh, industry, as long as the person works across cultures, time zones, and borders. That's that's the core of the show. And then actually during the podcast, I even changed jobs. So <laughs> always international, but instead of being focused, let's say, on Europe and let's say the Western world, now I'm focused on the Asia Pacific world. So it's great because I, I'm even more international compared to before, and this helps helps the the podcast. Long story short, I have fun. And I think that professionally, I'm becoming better because I like to interview people that are better or at least different compared to me. So I think podcasting is a great way to learn new things. So I love interacting with other professionals because even if I'm not in a certain position in a certain country or in a certain industry, by asking them questions and asking questions is more important than giving answers to, in my opinion, I can learn a lot. And that makes me a better professional.
0: Right. So the idea of uh, learning from other people, from their own experiences, because each one of us has unique uh, experiences and maybe unique worldview that can add value to other people that may be in the same situation. It's paramount. And Related to the topics that you guys tackle and uh, what you talk in your podcast, how, how, how do you approach the topics maybe? And based on that, how do you select guests?
1: Um, Usually we have the kind of similar set of questions because um, we look at the problems that people face when looking for a career in China. So first of all, where should I look for a job, for example? Should I really go just to job websites and look for opportunities there? Is that really effective? Probably there are better ways. Uh, so the people on the podcast, they usually can share better places uh, where you can search for jobs in that specific industry. And only, the, only they know that. And that's why we give them the platform to share this information. So where's the best, best networking opportunity how to write the best application in this industry? Um, what skills do you need in this industry specifically, um, so people would even con- would even consider you for this position? How do you have to prepare? Do you need to speak Chinese? Yes, no, a little bit. Um, it doesn't matter at all. All these questions, they are kind of repetitive um, in the question itself, but the answers vary across these industries and also interestingly uh, through our guests we can time travel a little bit because we have guys they've been working and living in China for 30 years 25 years were the max the the longest ones so they are really experienced and when they first came to China to work it was a very different playing field
2: yeah and Giorgio wasn't born 30 years ago oh yes
1: (laughs) it's crazy so it was really a different story back in time. And now we also have younger guests, millennials, and they face completely different uh, struggles. Yeah? Nowadays, you cannot be an expat anymore or not so easily. The salary might not be so uh, large as it used to be 20 years ago. Um, 20 years ago, you might have had a Chinese interpreter by your side. Nowadays, there's no such thing. Probably you need to learn Chinese yourself. Uh, And all these things are quite interesting to see from different generations' perspectives. So I think we have a pretty wide picture.
0: Yeah, I think the evolution of the foreign expat in China changed in this 20, 30 years. I am not familiar with uh, an experience or I'm not much aware of an experience of someone who arrived in China, let's say, 10 years ago. Uh, but I am familiar with someone, in this case, myself, arriving in China three years ago. And I definitely changed. And there's many questions or things that people may have and, and address. And I think you guys are doing that pretty, pretty well. But Leo, sorry, what about you?
2: I mean, in terms of questions and structure, I try to keep, I would say, the, the beginning and the end the same to i mean for each guest also because i guess this gives the you know the structure the spirits of the soul of the podcast in terms of the core part of the interview i like asking to guests which questions they want me to ask them why well what i mentioned before is i've been interviewing people from the states from the uh, from australia from south africa Um, from around Europe. And lots of these people are people that I've never met before. And they are covering positions that I don't know much about from industries that I don't know more or less anything of. So instead of being, I don't like asking, you know, what's your job? Nobody cares. And that's very boring. If the guest can come up with some interesting question, uh, then of course I will evaluate them. That's how I want the, the show to run because we try to be, I would say as original as possible, at least they, they know their stuff. So they should provide insights to me and then we can have a conversation around it. In terms of how to find guests, well, at the beginning, <laughs> Excel. So basically I created a list of all the people I know and I just kind of strategize where I wanted to be and what I wanted, sorry, the, the show to be. What is great, uh, Giorgio and Patrick now is that I'm finishing season two and now i start getting inbound requests so sometimes maybe on a on a week i could get contacted by I don't know, 6 7 people that they listen to the podcast that they um, they read a post on linkedin and they ask to come because they want to share the story so what i do is i will ask them some questions which we'll are their linkedin the profile maybe have a short phone call I mean, probably zoom who uses the phone but you know, just trying to understand if the guest would be a good fit for the show. And that's great because it is growing organically and I'm loving it for this.
0: Yeah. Staying on the topic of guest, I just have this, uh, I'm curious to know who is your forbidden guest that you'll strive of having on your podcast, but it's hard to reach or hard to have on because I'm sure you have someone in mind that you really, really will Uh, have fun or you like to have on your podcast, but it's kind of hard to get and it's difficult to reach To Do you guys have such person in mind? Maybe you can start with Patrick and then go to Leo.
1: I don't have a specific person. I I, I cannot name anybody now, but uh, I think the goal is to get really high caliber guests also, Um, but not only. And that's the that's the key. We want to have regular people that are relatable, right? Sometimes it's good to have somebody famous on the show, like a famous entrepreneur or a CEO, or some foreigner who made it in China. Okay, um, and this guy might have a large network, which could put the uh, podcast out there, you know, put it on the map. And we need that promotion, right? We are small, um, but in general. We wanna have re- uh, relatable people like you and me who found a job, who are successful. You know, We don't wanna make any false promises like anybody can be, can be an entrepreneur in China, anybody c- can become rich. But that's, that's maybe not the truth, uh, but uh, what is true is you can become a well-paid professional in China and we want to help you with that. And that's also a little bit more mass market than um, becoming an entrepreneur.
0: Hello, Hello. what about you? Do you have a forbidden guest in your mind that uh, you will strive to have on your podcast, but you haven't yet managed to reach to?
2: I love listening to podcasts. And I think it is difficult, though, to find a show that you stick uh, with it. But I do have one, and that is the, the Salesman Podcast. And the host is Will Barrow. I never asked him to come on my show but it's the only show that I listen to almost every single day since I've been listening to podcasts. I love him. He has a great show, and if you're in sales, I think you should listen to the show. And Invite, he, he has had hundreds of guests from all over the world, and I would love to have him on the show. He's super busy, but I didn't ask him, so who knows? I mean, he's on my list, but uh, possibly for the future. For now, I enjoy listening to him.
0: Yeah, I mean, all of us, I guess, um, before getting into having our own podcast, creating content, at least in my case, and also, yes, you, Leo, mentioned, I don't know about, Patrick, about you, but I'm a super fan of uh, podcast. Uh, I have several, I will stick with, you know, the classical team fairies, then going something more related to startups, such as Master of Scales, iCombinator podcast, uh, marketing, Akimbo, Seth Godin, and so on and on and on and on. And I think like being a consumer um, and l- engaging a lot of that content, saying, okay, one day I should start a podcast myself and navigating the, the ecosystem, understanding what works and what not, it was was not easy. But I think guests, having the right guests that are relatable to your niche, are a a good uh, starting uh, point. But you landed
2: landed some big names. And for instance, you had Benjamin from the UK, who's another great uh, speaker. No, he doesn't have a podcast, but if you're LinkedIn and you're, again, you're in sales, you must follow Benjamin. I'm not going to pronounce his surname because I'll get it wrong. So, you know, the, the UK's most hated sales trainer, but Benjamin, Benjamin from Bournemouth. Yeah,
0: yeah, Benjamin Danahi. And actually, I reached to him, I connected to him because of some post on LinkedIn that you liked. So by default, ah. he liked that post. And I saw, okay, who's this guy? And then I went oh, yeah. and then I went on his profile, did some stalking, analyzing, and actually saw some content on YouTube. I was like, oh, this guy is pretty interesting. It's relatable the content he's putting on LinkedIn and I saw some interviews of him and engaged with his content on LinkedIn for a while. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll invite him after my podcast. And that was my strategy of having this unreachable, almost unreachable uh, guest. So giving some value, engaging with some content and then say, Hey, would you mind being on my podcast?
1: Giorgio, uh, I would like to take this opportunity to actually reach out to your listeners. Maybe there's somebody listening, because we are actually looking for a specific um, guest on the show right now, which is a Chinese person, and he or she should be an HR director of a big company in China and actually tell our audience about the Chinese point of view why they should hire or why they do hire foreigners or why they don't hire foreigners. And if they do, why? Yeah, so any HR directors in China, Chinese nationals, please reach out to us.
0: Patrick is already selling his podcast to my audience. Very well done, Patrick, I love it. (laughs) Um, Definitely, (laughs) yeah, whoever is a Chinese person, HR or hiring uh, manager, Hopefully they will do that. So in terms of uh, listening to your content, to your podcasts, which one do you think is the top um, top one and listeners should start with and why? Because as you guys know, you may think a specific podcast, it per, will perform really well and then after you publish it and after a few weeks you watch the numbers, you are totally disappointed. Whereas... Some others are so-called black swans because, well, not much black swans, but they have a very high engagement or a very high number of listeners and you will never expect that to be true, but the numbers tell the truth at the end of the day. So which podcast should people start with if they have to go on listening to China Flex Spot, or international business podcast?
1: Um, well, I was running the numbers a little bit on our episodes and it's really, it's, it's really, it's really different from episode to episode, but the numbers don't lie. And I can tell you episode number 22 is the most successful so far. And the topic of episode 22 was how to quickly find a job after graduation in China. So it seems like there's lots of foreign students in China and they even graduate there and they wanna quickly find a job. So, and here we have a person on the show, Marlene, Austrian lady, and she has quickly found a job after graduation. And she has a really cool, cool job now.
0: What job she has?
1: Uh, she works at Star Rides. It's like, like Didi. it's a ride hailing app, but it's like premium only with Mercedes-Benz cars and like English speaking drivers and, you know, full service, like pretty cool upper class, I would say, or premium. So interesting job, I would say.
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. So I guess you guys pivot because of that episode. And I totally agree there. When I was uh, studying in, in Shanghai, in my university, there was a lot of students from Middle East or some South Asian countries, Mongolia, Azerbaijan Kazakhstan not as much as uh, western countries let's say the percentages if i had to give any let's uh, say 20% will be western western people from european countries and 80% will be from these other country where china has good relationship with and they obviously give a um uh, what is called um, sponsorship to study in China. And those people actually spend three, five years. And most of them, they speak very good Chinese because the first year of, of their uh, sponsorship, they have to learn Chinese four hours a day, every day for six or maybe 12 months. Isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. Also, my wife graduated in China. She went to uh, Heilongjiang Dasue, In uh, I think Harbin, yeah.
0: Patrick, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, Leo, what about you?
2: I was checking my numbers uh, as well. I have to say that I agree with you. Sometimes you think you have a great episode and the engagement, it's nothing special. Other times you do episodes that, let's be honest, you really think there are nothing special and then they just, you know, everybody listens to it. So right. <laughs> I don't understand this, but it, it it's okay. I mean, the the most important thing about putting out content is to be consistent. So you know it doesn't matter. I, at the beginning, also, um, I don't know if, if for the two of you was the same. I was I was checking numbers almost every day, certainly every week. Now I do that less. First of all, because I want before I tell about my episode, the great thing about podcasting is that you create content, you put it out there, and then it stays there. So it's not a uh, kind a of com- single-use. It's a compounding
0: exactly compounding effect. Over time, it goes up and up and up.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think we should be very fixated um, or worried about what is happening in the first week or even the first month yeah. because I want to say something about the Salesman Podcast from Will Barrow. I started listening more or less one year ago. But I started listening to episodes from 2017. I listened to all the episodes from 2017 to 2020 because I love them. And I'm sure that lots of people do the same. So um, again, numbers are important, but again, it's cumulative. And if you do something with passion and quality, then results will come. But if if I had to pick one episode, that would be episode 30 with Tawana. It is about... It's building diverse business ecosystems. And first of all, it was a great episode. And also in terms of engagement that it was great. She's a Brazilian professional working in China and we talk and she's a passionate for female entrepreneurship. But the, the, the episode is not about empowering female business leaders. It's about diverse uh, diversity in general. And that was a great episode. And in terms of numbers and engagement, it, it, it keeps growing. I guess that you know people just go back and they listen to they listen to to episode. But again, we should look at numbers. But just keep going on.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys touched some interesting points. Um, so for me, and also I guess for you, and for whoever is listening, have to bear in mind that podcasting is a long uh, term game so if you look at the numbers on uh, the first the uh, second month then uh, it's not the good way to approach it. Moreover because I've, heard, I've watched some statistics I've read some blogs and what is common is that people quit after the average I think is 10 episodes yeah, so you seven
2: seven like seven episodes right. Nothing.
0: And it's either because they didn't choose the right format or the right topic or the right niche. So what I would encourage you if I had to give an advice, try to start with something that you're passionate about because over a long time that you, you'll you have topic to talk about or people to interview uh, and talk about that specific uh, things that you're passionate about. And remember, that's, bear in mind that it's a very long-term uh, game the numbers are compounding over one two maybe three years and we are small patrick you are small leo you are small i myself small when i started founders club it was like uh one year ago and the idea is like how can i get reach to other foreign founders in china starting a business and learn some of the best practices that they were doing and then obviously i kind of diversified in the, reaching to some Authors of books, uh, obviously writing about startups and so on and so forth. So I guess my follow-up question I want to segue to is if someone is listening right now and you guys know that we've, I've been approached by someone and asked me, well, I'm interested to start a podcast and you guys know that I add that person in our private group. And we give him some some feedback about podcasting in general. So let's say that our common friend was listening right now to us, and he would ask who, uh, and we have to address the question, who should start a podcast and more specifically why? How would you guys reply to this
1: question? Who should start a podcast? And why? <laughs> that's a very good question I'm, i could just say why i started the podcast and maybe people can relate to that um i had a need to talk to people about the topic china because i as you mentioned i am very passionate about everything china pretty much yeah language culture food travel business um And I'm not in China anymore. So I felt like here, I don't have anybody to talk about these things. And if you wanna grow in whatever field you are, you wanna educate yourself, surround yourself with people. I think um, also Leo mentioned it before, they are smarter than you, better than you um, or do something new, then you can only benefit from that. So that could be a reason to start a podcast, yeah, learning for yourself, but also creating a large network for yourself. Um, I would definitely not start a podcast to make money because there's no money until you have millions of of listeners probably, and then you do some advertising, but um, that's a very long, long way to go. Yeah.
0: Right. So just I'm curious here, uh, mention China. If you had to mention one thing about China that excites you most, what will that be? Language. (laughs) That's another topic for another podcast. Uh, Let's let's keep it there. (laughs) Leo, what about you?
2: I'll go straight to the point here. If you think podcasting is easy and will take a little bit of your time, my advice would be don't even start because it is not hard but you have to be consistent and you really need to play the long game when i started i told myself that no matter what this is something that i was going to to do for a couple of years at least that that was my that was my idea if you're into this because you want to make money again wrong don't even try if, many, if maybe money comes, it would be just a consequence, but later. Uh, I, I think there are tons of podcasts that are just blatantly about trying to make money. I'm saying trying here because I'm sure they're not making money. They would like to, or they're trying, but that's just part of my French here. They're just crap. And if you, if you listen to podcasts, you, can, you know what I'm talking about. So, but if you're thinking about podcasting, I, th- I think that first of all, you should love listening to podcasts because you're going to get ideas about your own journey, your own path. But at the same time, you need to like this channel because it's not LinkedIn, it's not it's not YouTube, it's not I don't know another uh, another social whatever or platform. Yeah, that's the right word. You need to love the platform. And I, before podcasting, I fell in love with podcasts and. Then you need to be, yeah, again, I said consistent, but you really need to have a good reason. I mean, ask yourself, where do you think you're good at? I'm not saying where you are good at, because maybe, you know, you think you're good at, but not necessarily you're good at something. And what's your purpose? And again, I completely agree with Patrick here. If your purpose is making money, just find something else. But if your purpose is something that relates to you, to your personality, you know, mine is about business, but my personality really aligns with the podcast. So it happens to me, especially because I live in China. So because of the time zone, very right now, what time is it here for me? Now it's 11:30 in the evening. but very and you know for me, this is normal. I like podcasting. So I'm taking part of my time off to do this. And again, commitment, scope, Purpose and it should be aligned with you. Patrick, again, he said he loves China, the culture, the food, the language, and he wants to be surrounded by people that are somewhat related to, to China. So for him, you know, it's I don't want to say that it's like a party to do this podcast, but he, he likes it. I don't
1: like the uh, term passion. It's a, it's a good yeah. term. We, we're having fun.
2: Yeah, well, great. So that's, that's perfect, you know. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, Patrick, you edit your own episodes, right? You, you're you the editing guy. Yes. Editing is terrible, but it's part of the job. And <laughs> I know, uh, and Giorgio, let me ask you, are you editing your own episodes too?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. And it takes some time, but not only editing. It takes post-editing, before editing, and before registering, research, and I think Patrick and Friend, and it's more uh, at ease because he has two co hosts right now. So, Francis and then another uh, girl. Paulina. And you guys yeah. actually managed to divide the work. And I was thinking to the same. So good. To some degree.
1: It's so useful. You can share the work and you can produce more uh, episodes, which is also great. You can reach more people. You can increase frequency of posting. Yeah. So if you're good, maybe you can do two episodes a week. And yeah, right. somebody can do can work on the website. Somebody can work on social media. Somebody can work on artwork. Somebody can do editing. Right. And, and we are in three different time zones. So basically, we can cover interviews around the globe at, the, at convenient times for our guests. Right. So if,
0: yeah, if there is like a counterintuitive uh... Take away from people who are listening and want to start a podcast, finding a co-host or somebody, not not even maybe a co-host, or somebody to help you out with. Uh, if this is a side gig, it will be super good for you to spread the work and uh, differentiate a little bit. But Don't my do.
2: advice, please go on, Patrick.
1: Yeah, just um, I can give one advice how to look for a co-host because I have never met my two co-hosts in person. None of them. Uh, but you can identify them. Firstly, wait for people to approach you. That's the first thing. If you have to reach out to people and make them move, uh, maybe that's not the right thing. So wait for people who, want, who, who take the initiative to talk to you and propose something. Then do a little background check of what they do online. Are they already in the topic? Are they producing content? Are they already putting extra effort in, in something they don't get paid for? And then I think you're good to try at least.
0: Right. I haven't been blessed uh, by someone reaching me out and proposing or offering to be my co-host yet. I don't know about you, Leo.
2: Um, <laughs> I agree with both of you. I mean, co-hosting it would be a great thing, but you, George, you said you you haven't been blessed yet. And yes, I think it's very, very difficult to find the right co-host, especially if George and I, we started the podcast and we're like 40 episodes down the road now. So it's not about sharing, but it's about matching responsibilities and the same kind of vision. I don't want to say too much now because I have some news for 2021. I'm working on some things, but uh, I'm going that way too.
0: Gentlemen, the time is running and we still have five minutes before the, the room is closing. Uh, but going back to the why, um, you guys mentioned about monetization. So I would agree and disagree in part with that. Uh, why is that? Um, you can monetize the podcast, but let's say indirectly. And what do I mean by that? You cannot obviously start a podcast and have people uh, doing ads on your podcast because you don't have an audience. But the way to monetize your podcast is to create content for, to support your business, So if you have, let's say you love cupcakes and you are passionate about cupcakes, then start a bloody hell podcast, start talking about uh, that topic. Um, And this is to some degree what I'm trying to do with my own podcast, Founders Club, a way to direct traffic on my website by giving value to founders, meaning that Yanox, it's a consulting company. I help founders to generate leads on LinkedIn. And once in a while, I invite experts, LinkedIn experts, to talk about how founders can leverage this platform to generate leads. Obviously, this is not a direct way to generate money or monetize it, but it's indirectly. So it's a long game, long tail game. So Absolutely. that's where uh, if we talk about monetization, it's not direct monetization, it's indirect monetization. Um We have still three minutes, so I guess I have the last questions uh, for you both. If you guys had to start all over again, what would you do differently?
1: I'll take that. Um, I would have a little bit better equipment right from the start, like a good microphone, because don't try to to save money on your microphone. It's the only tool that matters. You are a podcaster. Your voice is your only weapon. Agree. So buy yourself a good microphone.
0: It's a mistake yeah. I did at the beginning. I did like 17-18 episodes without a good microphone. And my oh, I myself like I was like, ah, I don't want really to listen twice my podcast or my voice. It's annoying without a good microphone. Leo?
2: Me, I I think maybe 15-20 episodes down the road, I start I started to to plan more carefully and really looking at the overall process of podcasting from, you know, artwork creation down to editing. But the first, let's say, 15, 20 episodes, I kind of went with the flow. So I repeated many tasks and, wa- and wasted a lot of time uh, because I didn't have the overall process in mind. So if I could go back, I would plan a little bit better the the flow of the show, because that would have made things more smooth.
0: That's a good way to wrap it up. So I guess if you guys want to reach to Patrick, LinkedIn is a good way. Same for Leo, or you can find their podcast, China Flex Pod podcast on Spotify and all the major platforms, same for International Business Podcast. Guys, thank you for joining the Founders Club podcast.
1: Giorgio, mille grazie. Thank, Thank you, God. Giorgio. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.